This is a HeadGum Podcast. Uh, Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, I found a YouTube cover of the theme song. Let's see if it's any good. <laughs> I hope that's not your idea. <laughs> hey, here we go. Nice <laughs> on this young woman's uh, 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 YouTube. Do you ever watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? No, but I should because obviously I like Guy. There's a good one. <laughs> a good who? A guy? good celeb. It would appear so. Yes. It appears so yes. until further notice. We have a lot we like about him, <laughs> but whenever he goes to one of the restaurants afterward. He, if you want, will like leave this, they'll like uh, spray paint a stamp that was like, guy visited here, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Your comment, nice, is your <laughs> signature stamp <laughs> that you leave behind on every video that you visit. That's right. And it gives them a little something to show for themselves. And my rating system is how many exclamation points <laughs> I'm putting on that oh, nice. Oh, no. This one got two. Wow. Got two exclamations. What's the most you do? Five. So it's a, it's a five. one to five. <laughs> so actually, try harder, Kelsey. Do better, Kelsey. <laughs> two exclamation points. You should be embarrassed. Welcome to GCF Second Service Adventures in Podacy. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little second service. Just a little. Just a little. We're taking a trip over the Rockies. Just a little second service. Just a little something for oh, you. What if I did that? Oh, the Jim Caffey. Why is he doing that voice on the podcast? That's wrong. I'll have five scoops. What's Connie doing? Oh, I don't know about that. Who do you think is the most famous Christian alive? Not the most famous Christian, but the most famous person who is a Christian. Um, Who's actually a Christian. The Pope. Or is Joe Biden a Christian? I guess he claims to be a Christian. <laughs> sure. He's he's about as Christian as my left okay. foot. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's kind of Christian? <laughs> Let's just say, if you want good advice, you go to my right one. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, yeah. You think Joe Biden might be the most famous Christian? I mean, he's... Ever? No, just alive. I said alive, oh, not alive. ever. Alive would alive be Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is he? Well, he is alive. 
Oh, He's right. alive. Life. Um, so Joe Biden's my vote. <laughs> I mean, who else? Putin? Putin's Honestly, not Christian. I'm curious, like, around the world, if Joe Biden is even famous. Like, I know most of the world is a lot better, like, keeping up with American politics than the inverse. Mm-hmm. But I think Trump was, like, really famous and really recognized. I don't think Joe's got that. Well, you kind of don't, don't want him Joe's to be... Joe, why doesn't she think Joe's got it? What's wrong with Joe? We did it, Joe. Isn't that what she said? I thought she voted for him. I saw a tweet that was like, when they, when she said we did it, that was the last time they did something. <laughs> oh, I have a... Mm, no, uh, <laughs> that triggered a memory of something that's way too personal. <laughs> But I just was like, I just spoke it out loud because when you're on a podcast, you're it's thinking like, you're going, maybe you're that's rolling. the one. Nope. Tell me later. Um, I might okay, tell so you later. Okay, so Joe Biden is up there, most famous yeah. Christian. This is like, this is like uh, Demi's question he's asked before on social media that he keeps asking at parties, which is, who's more famous today in 2022, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson or Spider-Man? Hmm. And it's hard. That's a hmm. hard question. I think the answer is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man spans many more generations than Michael Jackson does. And will span many more. And will span But more. at a time, Spider-Man was the dirt on MJ's sh- moonwalking shoes. <laughs> yeah, his unchristian left foot. The only part of him that wasn't Christian. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, you know, he was the most famous person alive if, for a good number of years. If a couple weeks ago when I was walking around the Marvel campus <laughs> and I grabbed the nearest five-year-old and shook them Whoa! and I said, who do you know? They would have been like, Spider-Man. Just who do you know? Yeah. Would they say Michael Jackson? <laughs> no. But what if you had taken that five-year-old, shook it and said, do you know who Michael Jackson is? <laughs> I'd be like... He'd be like, he'd probably say, yeah. Yeah, just to let be like, go. <laughs> to be free. So that's kind of compelled testimony. Are we seeing you can't really a, use a it. Michael Jackson dummy being flung into the air for our entertainment? Uh, it depends on what part of the country you're hey. in. Yeah. <sighs> By the way, if you guys have any tickets to that show, I'd like to see it. Um, yeah, I think it's Spider-Man. I think, I think at Spider-Man. this point, for sure. I don't know. I like never really understood the scope of how famous Michael Jackson was. Because Who's Spikel Jackson? <laughs> Did you say Spikel Jackson? You said Spikel Jackson. <laughs> Spikel Jackson. Um, I don't know about you, but like when I was a kid, I by the time you know I came around, I just knew him as like the weird pedophile. Our generation, because so, we're like a year apart, right? I, yes, we grew up at a time where it was just clearly known that he was a weird, yeah, kind of messed up guy with. You know, messed up. All those terrible jokes like the kids used to say. So I was like surprised when I found out how famous he was in the 80s and like early 90s and stuff. Uh, I know. It it is funny. It boggled my mind. This is the thing about the the QAnon, I guess, ideology Mm. that's hard to grapple with is like, because the whole thing is predicated on the world is run by a secret cabal of pedophiles. Right. And they drink baby's blood and into chrome and to live forever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nonsense. That's so stupid. That's just, you know, just it's it's literally a boogeyman tale uh, for the far right. Mm -hmm. But then you do have to contend with the fact that Jeffrey Epstein (laughs) was real. 
He visited Clinton's White House like 18 times. Clinton was definitely on the fucking flights, as was Gates, was a buddy of him. And, and he, a few. He, like, you know, one of the most famous pedophiles in the world was friends with some of the most famous people in the world. And yeah. one of the most famous singers ever in our lifetimes mm-hmm. was a known, openly... Kind of obvious yeah. one? Yes. I know. I know. To me, it's So like, maybe I'm saying QAnon's right. Let's just admit they're, it. Uh, they're right. We have been holding out. Yeah. You way know too what? long. You got us. You got me. We surrender. I We're love going it. going full Q on the GCF <laughs> pod. It's now GQF. And it's good QAnon fun. And that stands for gotta kill feminazi number one. Hey. Hillary Clinton. All right. Kill spelled with a Q. Oh, I love that. Um, no, I've not seen Encanto yet. Should I? Uh, a friend of mine recommended it to me. I never know if, what you're going to think about something, but I really enjoyed it. Very special. Did you like the music? I liked it. <laughs> Can't believe he wasn't a voice in it. Maybe he was, and you didn't notice, mercifully. Maybe he was. I'm sure he was begging. I know. I know we don't talk about Bruno is a big deal, right? <laughs> I sound so tired. <laughs> Exhausted. What's the derision from? You don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying, I think you maybe get around to it if you have a moment. It's just nice. Okay, so and you- watch it with someone who likes, you know. I, yeah, I want to watch it. It's been on my um, list for a little bit just because a friend of mine recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, and I'm not going to dox them, but- I watched a movie recently in the theaters and the credits for it came up and it said screenplay by, and she was one of the names. And I was stunned by this. I was shocked. I was like, whoa, blah, blah, blah wrote on this whoa. movie. So I texted her immediately. On Encanto? No. Oh, I'm just, movie. I'm, I'm not saying what the movie is so okay. people can't okay. source this because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I texted them. I was like, I just, I, I just watched blah, blah, blah. And I saw your name at the end. I screamed when it came on screen. Uh, and she said, did it echo through an empty theater? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, she had a good laughing. sense of humor about it. She's, she's Wait, she's I'm writing down she's the fine. things you need to tell me about later. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yes. But, but she recommended I watch contest. So I think I'm gonna, I think I will at some point. It's really. I nice. think I will at some point. Man, we haven't checked in with Alec in a while. Don't want to. <laughs> I think we've checked in a plenty for a lifetime. Oh, I don't know what else we'll find out. Could, could happen. <laughs> oh, the, the reason I was asking, like maybe the most famous Christian. Oh yes. Is because I'm wondering. Oh, it's Stephen Baldwin, by the way. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin is the most famous Christian. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. And you got it. And you win the prize. <laughs> A new Bible by Stephen Baldwin. He signed it. Um, I am wondering if it's another Stephen, though. Stephen Colbert, who seems to be the Dean Emeritus of a certain... It's uh, gotten out there. Of a certain kind of Christianity. That was not his brand for a long time. No. I mean... At least unless you were, like, a big fan of his. Well, yeah. The Colbert Report, but it was so shrouded in, like, character and and, mm-hmm. and stuff that I think people didn't take it seriously. But religion was always a part of his... his even when he was a correspondent on The Daily Show, oh, he yeah. would do the, like, wheel of God that went... I wonder if that triggers a memory in anyone of, like, it was the wheel of God or, like, the God machine or something. So it was always a part of, like, his comedy. But now, ever since, like, taking the CBS gig and... 
Unfortunately, I think his show is not quite as funny as it used to be, and he's not as funny on it mm-hmm. as he used to be on Colbert Report. But the thing I enjoy most from him is when he's doing like his Dick Cavett thing, and he's just like talking with people, or like his Anderson Cooper interview where he talked about suffering and gifts and etc. Um, and then he went, uh, you know, they released this clip a couple weeks ago. Did you see the clip with Dua Lipa? Yes. That was yes. circulating. Uh-huh. Yes. I thought that was a really interesting. Yeah. And I like her a lot. I think she's. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, that makes For me happy. purely musical reasons. I like her a lot too. I was wondering, is there any, you know, does your faith and your comedy ever overlap? <laughs> and does one ever win out? I think ultimately, us all being mortal, the faith will win out at the end. <laughs> but I certainly hope when I get to heaven, Jesus has a sense of humor. But I will say this, I will say this. Uh, someone was asking me earlier about what I, and this, is, this relates to faith, because my faith is involved with, I'm, I'm a Christian and a Catholic, and that's re- re- always connected to the idea of um, love and sacrifice being somehow related and giving yourself to other people, and that death is not defeat, if you, if you can see where I'm getting at there. Mm-hmm. Someone was asking me earlier, what movie did I really enjoy this year? And I said, well, I really like Belfast, which is Kenneth Branagh's story of his childhood. And one of the reasons I love it is that I'm Irish, and uh, Irish-American, and it's such an Irish movie, um, and I think this is also a Catholic thing, because it's, it's funny, and it's sad, and it's funny about being sad. In the same way, that sadness is like a little bit of an emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it. Because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it. And fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as our deliverance from evil. We must keep struggling to maintain our humanity, though monsters of abstraction threaten and police us. So if there's some relationship between my faith and my comedy, it's that no matter what happens, you are never defeated. You must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. Isn't that nice? Very nice. I thought that, yeah, I always, I, I, some people dunk on him for that sort of thing, but I, I think it's just so lovely and my long-term- What issue could you have with that? Fa- well, I mean, it's earnest, whatever, it's nice. I think people get annoyed with his Christianity in a way that people get annoyed with anyone's Christianity. Sure. Where it's like, shut up. You know, like, and, and- I find his Christianity very palatable, honestly. I don't think anyone- I mean, not anyone, but... It anyone, certainly but seems yeah. well-earned and yeah. authentic and um, insensitive. We've talked about this before. There's certain kinds of communicators that when they communicate an idea that you might have skepticism on, when they communicate it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is true, right? Yeah, yeah, and then there's right. others where it's like, this is like, a shut scam. Up. Yeah, yeah like, we have to up. fight for the good in the world. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> jack off. Also, that's a good model of how you can quote Robert Hayden eloquently uh, or like other authors and yeah, poets, ready to go in a way with that. Like uh, Jeremy Strong, maybe sometimes lacks the sort of uh, his heart. elegant transition. I guess interesting because <laughs> when I see Stephen Colbert, I always think of him um, and Paul Danello and like Amy Sedaris, like doing the most disgusting, like absurd shit. Also in their early career, are you and talking about Strangers Candy or other stuff too? Like they that and they did other stuff together, mm-hmm. and like I just think it's funny and. Um, 
that he's become also this like yeah elder statesman of like you know of comedy but also like ethics or whatever yeah. yeah um but i think people get more sentimental with age you know that just happens like things become more sacred as time goes on um, i think so but the first time i heard him talk about and i wonder if this is like what kind of got this momentum going for him with like faith and talking about it was on the Conan podcast. Did you ever listen to that interview they mm-hmm, did? Mm-hmm. What and did he say on there? It was, he talked, he and Conan talked a lot about suffering and they both like kind of swapped notes on him being Catholic and Conan being Irish. They like almost really love suffering in a way. And they were talking about like, it's not really popular with the culture right now to like embrace suffering or see it as like a real positive but we almost need it and we like kind of have to have it in a weird way. And then they, they got kind of mystical at some point and they were talking mm. about, um, like Steven was talking about who he lost like a brother. I believe. He lost his, uh, two of his brothers and his father in a plane crash. When oh, he was very, very sad. Young. Yeah. And he talked about that experience and kind of like how his faith was forged in that moment. And there were, he would like pray in a dark closet for hours and like very intense stuff coming out of that. But he saw that as like a very positive like response and like uh, scaffolding for his life and his mm. faith. Um, I, I have questions about that, but it was really interesting to see them both like kind of talk about like, yeah, the shit, you know, is like where it is. And you just probably wouldn't expect that coming from those two guys that seem like very light, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I would expect it maybe a little bit from Conan too, just given the way mm-hmm. he's spoken sometimes in the past. But this is an interesting other side of the coin of the thing we were talking about in the last episode last week about Rue talking with uh, her sponsor uh-huh. in the diner yeah. about like, well, what's the reason to live and why was there a reason to go? And then uh, those men and Colbert in particular embracing and finding a lot of meaning and rationale in that. Yeah. But maybe doing it in a way where it's not the expense of like, well, you know, my brothers and dad had to die and that was their lot in life. And, and it's sad. Yeah. And like they're, they're uh, at least the way that they talked about their faith. It wasn't like, uh, <laughs> it wasn't very bright, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, and God is always there for us. You know, it wasn't like kind of the typical way you expect Christians to talk about like the goodness of God and like how God brought them through something and how it's really powerful or really beautiful or really meaning, et cetera. So it was like, it was like the dark side of Christianity was what they really like connected with and latched on to. Um, but I think it, it, it does well, you know, and like even him talking about that there, like he kind of gets into it a little bit about the suffering or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's almost why it's more palatable because it's not like forcing that positivity on you that like makes you have to believe in God because you have to believe that everything's going to be good, you know? Yeah, that would almost be the kind of toxic positivity of say like some sort of football coach just hanging up a sign that says believe and exactly. players' locker room and just kind of slapping it. Yeah, yeah. And saying like, well, it's not my grandpappy always said. You did, 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 did. Uh, and just kind of ignore the rest of it, you yeah, know, it doesn't, ignore a lot if it doesn't play it. into whatever. Um. Yeah, no, but, but that's the thing. And yeah. yeah, that was the thing that, Anderson Cooper was interrogating from this interview he gave a few years before the Anderson Cooper interview where he said the punishments of God are gifts, which we talk about on the show is like, oh gosh, you know, like in a certain package of theology, it can feel like a BDSM. Yeah, yeah, it's for punishment. It can yes. be where it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, I like being spent, you know, yes. like that sort of shit or like- um, It proves my worth somehow or my dedication somehow, right? Yeah, but I thought the, 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 um, 
the the part of that clip with Dua Lipa I, I connected to a lot was just the laughter as a helpful not defense mechanism but mechanism against fear because yes. I remember that the night uh, the president was elected in 2016 mm-hmm. is he said what were his words but he said but you know we're gonna because I it was a live special he was doing I think on Showtime no one expected it to go that way and it went that way and he had to kind of give this impromptu like well okay this feels weird and uh you know what let me just fucking find it what did he say he said uh some of these are silly he was talking about like some of the jokes he was about to do he said some of these are silly but in the face of something that might strike you as horrible i think laughter is the best medicine you cannot laugh and be afraid at the same time and the devil cannot stand mockery which I've the devil trump is such be so eloquent about what's that something i've never heard trump be so eloquent that was colbert who said that Caroline, can you imagine? I thought that's what you were teeing it up. And then when I heard the quote, I was like, oh, Colbert said that. <laughs> I was like waiting for Trump to be like, laughter was the best message or something. Deeply um, unfunny, man. Yeah. that I mean, there have been times where I've had conversations with people about this very podcast that uh, they've argued that it is harmful because we are laughing about god or about jesus or about christianity or whatever and i'm sure we've talked about this or articulated this better but for me i think it's really good because it does deflate the power that it had over us that causes a lot of fear a lot of anguish a lot of pain a lot of hiding and all that stuff and um that really works for a lot of people and it's really helpful and then you can deal with it in a more mature way, you know, and then like handle whatever yeah. you need to. But laughter, yeah, it is a way of overcoming fear really effectively. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. And and not to like uh, stay in, in that just sort of reductive zone that feels and sounds very trite of, well, laughter is the best medicine. I don't know. You'll probably feel better. But just that it does truly that bodily response does something to mm-hmm. whatever those receptors are in your head mm-hmm. that has that association or if you have some sort of like embedded response to your own sexuality or your own body in this different way or the way you feel when you're inside of a church or the way you feel when you when you hear someone else pray if there's a way to like just make it all less scary because yes you can't laugh and be afraid at the same time i really do believe that mm-hmm. that was uh, very touching to hear that night. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, these authoritarian leaders, like, you know, in uh, North Korea, they like, you're not allowed to have memes about them or whatever, you know, because, like, that is a core power of, like, you can't laugh at me, you know, because I know if you laugh at me, like, I've lost my power immediately. That was the last precedent we had, too. Yeah. It's just, like, couldn't. Never. Get it. No self-deprecation uh-uh. ever, you know, because that's you lose the, the the mirage of like their perfection or whatever they're trying to convey, even though they are obviously very funny, mm-hmm. very easy. So funny. Well, yeah, I know, <laughs> but all this stuff just makes me wish so badly for Colbert to fully pivot to this sort of show. If, if they said, you know what, we're not doing studio audiences anymore. We're not doing topical monologues anymore. <laughs> it's going to be a very small, like basement, kind of like what he was doing during COVID, but a very small, basement set it's not really going to be jokes i have a few questions for some le- some celebrities prepped up but like that that sort of thing is way more 
dynamic, even as an yeah. as an interview. You'll I be think delighted he's... by a joke rather than expecting it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was this, I gotta send you this TikTok of this guy who nailed impressions of all the late night guys. Uh. He, he did Myers, he did Corden, he did Fallon, and he did Colbert. By the way, can you imagine any of those other guys? Maybe Myers, but could you imagine any of those other guys being like, as Robert Hayden once said, blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I don't uh, even know. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, laugh. And, uh, <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel like if you're a late night host, like you haven't read a book in years. Like you don't even have the time, you know, or like the capacity. <laughs> you're constantly watching stuff or whatever guest is coming on your show or just trying to like live your life and recover and like have some fun. I don't even know. That was the thing, though, with The Daily Show. Stewart would always read the book start to finish before he had the author on. Is that crazy? It's crazy. That's just like a different. Yeah, it's a different kind of mind. But I'm sure someone had to pick up the slack on whatever else he wasn't doing when he was reading the book. Yeah, that said, his children don't know who he is. Right, right, right. (laughs) This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. It's GCF Second Service. We are doing another Adventures in Podacy. We're doing... Hey. (laughs) Oh, hey. Because we did, we kind of posited it to the Patreon last week of like, hey, you guys like this, right? And most did. There were some people that were like, eh, I'd rather not. But Fair again, enough. again, I just want to emphasize, it's a mere container. This is the car. The car's going to get us to where we're yeah. always going. I mean, how many minutes which are we in right now? Laughsville, USA. We're 26 minutes in, that according to the H6. And, 26 is non-AIO material So there. don't worry. It's going to be girl. nice. Material girl. You're going to get it all. Material girl. <laughs> so promises, promises. Promises, promises. Is episode seven of Adventures in Aussie. Aired January 2nd, 1988. Can you play 
um, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls? Song. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me che- one second. Give Cheetah one second. Girls. Pull song. this together. I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm keeping all that in. Promises, promises. I'm not editing a single word of that. Yeah, you should. <sighs> promises, promises. You guys know how this one goes. Freaking uh, Connie makes a resolution to be more patient no matter what, which turns out to be far more difficult than she imagined. Connie's writing her friend from back at home. Marcy. Marcy in California. Marcy and Kelly. She's telling her about her life. She's t- she's not Christian. Wit's into religion. She's not, but he's a cool guy. And then Wit tells her, you know what? You know, after they hear some um, news on the radio about wars breaking out, Connie says, why can't people just be nice and then the wars will be over? And Wit's like, no, they have to be Christians. It's not enough to be nice. You have to be a Christian nice person. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm going to be nice. And Wit's like, okay. We'll see how that goes. And Connie's not as patient as she wants to be. The wager's for a week, and at the end, surprise, surprise. Connie says, you were right, Mr. Whitaker. Um, I couldn't do it. He's like, that's okay. I'm always right, though, for sure. <laughs> uh, and, and that's the episode. Beautiful. Beautiful summary. Beautiful, beautiful. Promises, promises. Promises, promises. Wow. What a, what a whopper this one was. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I Didn't mean, see it, coming. it is so. Th- this is a very specific but tried and true mode that the show operates in, which is the, the old guys know best, like the kind of you know guard, uh, mm-hmm. the guardians of of Odyssey, Casey, Tom Riley, yeah. who doesn't understand anything, <laughs> right? I mean, they do like go full dumbass on him in this one, as far as like he doesn't. Under- it's like such sitcom oh, right, this writing. Is back when the cop was dumb. Well, no, Tom, no, Tom Riley is is his friend. That's right. Yeah. What does Tom do? He's like a handyman. Tom Riley has a farm, and he's on the city council as right. well. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't understand anything, anything that's going on, and we has to be very patient. Because Tom is so stupid. And Wit is so smart. Is 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 the implication. So uh Um before we get into that story, there's this framing device of Chris's boyfriend. Um I didn't know if it was I it was a boyfriend? I thought she said husband, but then I thought it was just a buddy. He, oh Well, there's a easy way to I totally oh, assumed dear. it was a boyfriend. I wonder where he is. Oh, hi, this is Chris. I was just waiting outside Wits End for my friend Phil. Oh, you're right. It's Phil. So, I guess the way she was fretting over it had a very, you know. So, listeners, this is a good example of what we call wife brain on the show. <laughs> it's when you are someone's <laughs> wife, you think it's weird when other people wait, wait, wait. aren't someone else's so, wife or husband. Whose wife is Connie? I don't understand. She, oh, Caroline, no, she's a 16 year old girl. In but Wit can't be a wife. So, like, what is he? He's just a single guy. <laughs> no, right now. that's ridiculous. No, it's a, it's a, it's a valid lifestyle. Actually, <laughs> there's a lot of value to no, it. That sounds terrible and pathetic. Oh, I don't think so. Oh man. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I, I guess I see where you're coming from. The way she was sweating over it, it was like he wasn't texting her back. That makes more sense. Promises, promises, So Chris's friend. Phil was supposed to go. You're really interrogating everyone's. Like, I don't Sam believe Levinson that. and Zendaya, Monica, <laughs> Dax, Chris, and Phil. What's going on? I'm not saying anything. Are you but saying I'm I might be anything. alleging something and then okay. leaving people hanging? Oh. Um, oh, be kind. Be kind. P2K. But uh, they, he didn't go bowling. And I guess that whole thing is supposed to be how Chris should have been more 
or no, he broke a promise. That's he what broke a about. promise about to how, her. See, this is what the episode alleges that this is about promise breaking. Live allegations. <laughs> <laughs> but the allegations are untrue. This is about uh, original sin. Yeah, because it, it is oh set up God. even even from the title. It's like you know what? If you say something, be a person Stick of your word. To it. Stick to it. Follow through, etc. At all, but uh, this is truly about you are disgusting as a human being. Abomination <laughs> is your natural inclination. Your natural disposition is to be mean. To be the bad. proofs are also so funny. It's it's incredible. For yeah, both. yeah. Let me let me play like you know. So this is right after they've heard. Okay, some stuff's going down. There's wars going on, and Connie has this reaction. Can you believe all the stuff that's going on in the world? Why does everything have to be so weird, so violent? Man. And by the way, war is weird. Terrorists, ultimate weirdos. <laughs> this um, Osama was a kooky guy. Kind has been violent ever since we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, Connie. Well, we need to do something about, about it. it. I am. It's okay to be weird. I'm going to spend some extra time in prayer. <laughs> no, I mean really do something. There's got to be a way to stop this. Did you uh, have something specific in mind? No. Well, yeah. I think if we could just get all the people together and get them talking to each other, we'd be able to solve all the differences we have. I mean, after all, everybody's basically good down deep inside. And if all of us good people could just get together and talk, we'd see how much we have in common. And we wouldn't want to fight all the time. Right? Connie, that was a noble and wonderful speech. Unfortunately, it was also one of the most ridiculous oh, things I've shit. ever heard. What? Oh, I don't mean to offend you, but you're way off when you say that people are basically good deep down. Uh, that's not our nature. For proof, all you have to do is look at any one of these youngsters running around here. Now, I don't have to tell any of them these how to misbehave. Yeah, they already know that, but building? I sure do have to teach them how to be good. Okay, so I've heard this a lot. Mm-hmm. That's sort of I've heard a lot of uh, men use that from the pulpit of, I mean, my son's proof a, a positive that he didn't learn that from me. He serves the dark one. So it is truly. <laughs> People do get annoyed by children being rambunctious and acting up. Ergo, Adam and Eve is real. There is no hope for the UN. (laughs) Absolutely not. So what you're saying is that we all start out bad and just stay that way and we can't do anything to change it? Is that it? No, no. We can be changed, but... It's going to take a lot more than just wishing to make it so. And if the change you're talking about starts on the outside, you're in for trouble. Because the root of all the problems is on the inside. Inside the soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. I just don't agree with it, that's all. I think we can change if we just put our minds to it. Get his ass. I mean, tell him. I know it wouldn't be easy. But we just have to make a promise to ourselves that we're going to change and then stick to that promise. A promise, huh? Well, I'll believe see, it when cute. I see it. Well, then you'd better stop. <laughs> promise. Ah, oh, there, yeah. there. Pats her on the head. Very cute. <laughs> There's Foley of Good like, idea. oh, nice, Connie. Absolutely, Connie. <laughs> Would love for you to make I a know. promise. This is when it's like, wait, uh, is, is Wit a true asshole? He is show? an asshole. He like he tells her your speech was great, and then immediately was like, you're completely wrong about it. <laughs> about a pretty, you know, 
across the plate benign belief you know if we got together and talked about our issues we could resolve them is all Connie is saying truly uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he's saying wow what a superficial solution <laughs> <laughs> it's like listening problems. and trying to understand yeah, each other of trying to have diplomacy it's you so funny idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she's not saying like i don't know just pick a guy to lead her it's like it is based on like empathy (laughs) yes that that she's the thing that she's pitching so it is very funny and to me that's like a very because i know this world like that's a very obvious dig at like actual diplomacy in the world and like the united nations Mm -hmm. which christians hate because they don't want one world power and government mom hated the u.n we hate it well remember in all the like uh left behind movies like that's where the antichrist (laughs) and QAnon still thinks there's one world government you know like controlling everything which rich people are controlling everything but it's beside the point but um see that's the thing it's just like what we were talking about with michael jackson to the left yeah Uh but (laughs) But not quite um so this i mean the 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 diverging paths here so then well let let's get to the to the solution that should start believing because you're gonna see it right now what are you doing? I'm writing down a promise. I hereby promise to treat everyone I meet with kindness, gentleness, and patience from now on. Signed, Connie Kendall. Oh, now, wait just a minute. You're not having second thoughts, are you? No, I just think you should. That's an awfully big promise you just made there. I think I can handle it. Well, I tell you. Caroline, is this what it sounds like when I talk to you about stuff? <laughs> about podcasts be honest no the platform on spotify is a closed ecosystem they have so many exclusives but how do they make money oh <laughs> no, no no you're not like that make it easier on you how about if you only do one of those things say uh be more patient and make it for a set amount of time say about uh, well four weeks huh that's okay with me now wait a minute you're not going to do stuff to make me mad, are you? I mean, that wouldn't be fair. Already qualifying it, huh? You're only going to be patient with people as long as they're fair to you. Is that it? But to answer your question, no, I'm not going to do anything to make you mad. In fact, I'm not even going to tell anyone else about this. It'll be just between you and me. You don't think I'll last long. That's grooming. <laughs> four weeks, do you? Honey, I don't think you'll last one week. You'll see. Damn. Just call me patience. Can I get a vanilla shake to go? I'll be with you in a minute, okay? I mean, um, <clears throat> sure, I'll make that for you right away. Nice going. What a bitch. <laughs> Absolutely by the way, behavior. By the way, I made a milkshake with my own ice cream the other night for the first time. Bring the boys to the yard. With your Damn own right. ice cream. Damn right. It was it was wow. a little bit superior to that. Oh, that's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. A Mexican vanilla shake, a little whipped cream on top, yeah. and some cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top of the whipped cream. Did you use real milk? Straw. What's that? Did you use real milk? Real whole milk, milk. Yes. Wow. yes. Yes, yes, Because, I mean, the ice cream so was milk good. already, so I'm like, I'm not going to use almond milk for this. Like, what would be the point? We can't mix milks. <laughs> no, we can't. It can't get all protocol. <laughs> um, that sounds really good. It was. Congratulations. Thank you. To you. I that know. good idea. Um, so this is an interesting thing. So mm-hmm. Connie, Connie sees the problem. The problem is people are doing evil things to each other. And she proposes a normal solution to international conflict. Come to the red table. Come to the red table. <laughs> Jada, 
Willow. Will. All the girls. And Jada's mom, whose name I can't remember. Come there. Let's talk it out. Probably some form of the word Jada. (laughs) And we will see, you know, you had a good intention or I had a good intention or if you didn't, you know, we're going to work that out, et cetera, et cetera. Wit says, fuck you and your red table. You need to get on your red knees the, the, and pray. The red for table's solutions. made of blood. <laughs> it's the so blood funny that lamb. like any adult would like discourage a child from like a, a very good solution to like conflict, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, not only is that not realistic or effective, but it's a superficial solution to a problem, which is that everyone should be a Christian, like he said, yeah. in order for this to be fixed. And that is far more realistic. <laughs> Then what you proposed international conflict. So the way to prove this is to have Connie be perfectly moral for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Or just a week, right? Four weeks is what they said. They did? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. That's a fact check. Kind of surprising it. amount of time. Why don't we cut down a little bit? It could easier on you. How about if you only do one of those things, say... Uh, oh, it's just one of those things. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I'm one sorry. thing for a set amount of time, yeah. four weeks. Yeah, yeah, Which is bizarre. So Connie herself is now supposed to prove that we are all good inside... By being perfect. By being perfect <laughs> for four weeks. Yeah. Which was not what she was proposing, that we're all perfect... And if we just acknowledge our perfection, we will get along. It is but a- that's what Walt is accusing her of saying. That Wait, like- who's Walt? <laughs> Where did Walt come from? Disney. Oh, <laughs> who? <laughs> um, so then if Connie fails, that proves that we don't have goodness in us. It's such an obfuscation. That is innate. Isn't that so funny? Yes. It's and a so chess therefore, move. yes, the only way for us to to get along is to be all transformed by the renewing our mind, which again is far more uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a lot less practical (laughs) again just trying to talk through and like work out a better solution with each other Mm -hmm. um so he sets her up for failure because the test was to be perfect which is not what she's saying she's saying good not perfect and understanding of each other yes but i think it's uh, i think that i guess the subtext here is like well connie you're not a christian can you be good? Mm. And that's the challenge of like, well, of she course can't she can't be good. Because, because if you were on my knees every Christian. night, you would be just as nice as wit is all the time to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, like, so, I mean, we already talked about this, but it's so hilarious that his proof was like that children are selfish. But if you think about that for a second, the fact that we teach children to be better than selfish and to be considerate proves that we as humans are good th- things you or mean, else we wouldn't try to make our children be good right right the idea what you're saying that the act of even attempting to shape a child's young mind yes is evidence of the goodness yes well it's it's the an de- innate goodness it's in the human. desire well i know you believe in Nate goodness. <laughs> you know I do. Innate goodness. That's right. The goodness. Innate. I can only be in him. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off that. Um, it is so funny because this is a tried and true page from evangelical kind of culture war and moralism debates playbook. There was a movie. I remember seeing in the year 2002, so I was 12, with my grandparents called The Time Changer. Mm-hmm. And it was a Christian movie. 
I did pull it up on Wikipedia because it's wild. Um, because the whole idea is that you can't of of this like uh, you know sci-fi Christian movie was we have to teach people not only moral values but Christian moral values. If you just give them virtue, patience, decency, listening, respect. Well, then care. there's a path to salvation that is not through Jesus. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's actually the thing. It's like, yes, that that's it. But but the idea was like, if you teach them that, but it's not because of Christ, then it's going to be absolute bedlam. And then they get right. a time machine. It's like, see, it's bedlam. It's bedlam. Like we got to, you know. <laughs> we <proved> it. <laughs> uh, so we got to do that. Yeah. Um, but it is it is not uh, borne out in real life experience, obviously. And it's one of those things like just the more you live and the more different mm-hmm. kinds of people that you're surrounded <laughs> by. It's just like. It, it's such a reputation to the point where we got, you know, even when we were in a very conservative evangelical church in our 20s, they kind of have to fold it in, kind of the undeniability of the goodness of others who are outside of the church and outside of Orthodox Christianity. Dexter, it's okay, buddy. It's okay, sweet guy. Uh, thank you for wanting to protect us, though. But it's so undeniable that that becomes like, well, everyone's a reflection of God and made in his image. So everyone's a broken mirror. They're reflecting him whether they know it or not. Broken mirror. That was a big go-to example of it. Yeah. But I remember working jobs and working alongside people in the past where I, I did genuinely think this person is a better, quote unquote, Christian than I am. They are not a Christian at all. They don't believe in God. It is immaterial to their life. But as far as being decent and, mm-hmm. and, and wonderful to work with and in the workplace i'm so much more fucking up my own butthole and like so much more yeah. unpleasant at times you know and they're like really genuinely consistent and and, and lovely and caring right. for others so it just if we're using behavior as the barometer for whether you're proof of god's goodness or not mm-hmm. christians very obviously fail at that all the time yes. so like it doesn't really matter you know um, and also anyone who has had kids or been around kids knows that children are also capable of like shocking amounts of kindness yeah. and selflessness and goodness. Don't you love those TikToks where it's just like little yeah. boys be nice to yeah. each other? Like, Hey, give me a hug. That, I mean, they can rip you to shreds, but they yes. are also very capable without you really teaching them of just like compassion and yeah. care as well. So again, that's not a proof. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid acting out of survival or whatever is like obviously proof that we are bad because also they will be lovely it's in so ways funny. that you are not expecting either. Yeah. Um, and this is a show for children. So it's a it's show for of, children. You know, so I'm sure there's other, you know, deeper arguments you would get into, but did you like when Connie lost it on all those kids? Yeah. <laughs> she got so Come mean. Guys. Anybody can figure this one out. It's so simple. Simple for you. Maybe you've got the book. Look, I'll even give you a hint. The answer has nothing to do with math. Come on, all you gotta do is think about what I said. Just think. What's the matter with you guys? You're not concentrating. I don't believe this. It's an electric train. Electric trains don't have any smoke. Connie. It's unreal. You have this enormous electric you train upstairs. You all spend hours up there playing with it. The answer was right under your nose the whole time. I can't believe you guys are so dense. I, oh. Um. Oh. Oh, brother. Connie. Connie. 
American exceptionalism. Do not engage around the world unless you're bringing a war. <laughs> it is. It's tied Isolate. into the whole thing. Yeah. And you're also, right. Luce, what solution was like, I need to pray about the terrorism rather than any sort of like political action or whatever. Oh, my God. I fully miss this read upon listening that it, that it is a breed of Christian nationalism because the whole thing that triggers this is international conflict. Mm-hmm. And Connie says, what if we talk to each other? And what says... Absolutely not. Let's pray for them, which I think could be coded as we will. Uh, what's the in culture quote from the 2000s? Like, we'll just kill all the leaders and convert them to Christianity. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of the, kind of the imperialist the idea. Like, fevered uh, wet dream. Very much that. the idea. Hmm. Uh, so Connie, of course, loses it. Also, was that or was that not very out of character for Connie? Uh, it was a little out of character, but... Most of the Connie I've heard has been a Christian. Because poor Lord, mm, Lord, she does true, true, true. convert to Christianity. At this point, the other episodes we've been listening to, Connie is... Decent gal. Very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially great. to children. She's great. She loves her. <laughs> so... Uh, Even to the ones that could potentially be her son. Exactly. <laughs> so these writers, I mean, they were pushing this character to the absolute limit. And I take issue with that. It's kind of what they were doing to Cassie on Euphoria right now, exactly honestly. exactly like that. Cassie would never. Wait, you saw that Tyler Huckabee tweet. No. <laughs> Did you? No. It was like Adventures in Aussie, but it's in Euphoria. <laughs> it's like Connie and tries to fix Nate or something. Yeah, honestly. I mean, you mean... We can talk about that. Very good. Um, yeah, that's so funny. The way she blows up with them is gets so mad. I want to about a riddle. play the end, which is kind of requisite with all this stuff, which is the, wait, turns out you were absolutely right about everything that we've talked about this episode. Surprise, surprise. How did you know? Wait, don't tell me. Let me guess. It's in the Bible, right? Well, you may not like this, but yes, it is. You see, Connie, you believe that deep down everybody is good. And if we all just somehow tap into that inner goodness, we can make the world a whole lot nicer. Well, I'm sorry, but that's just not the case. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why I just kind of shake my head and laugh when someone tells me that they've made a promise to be a better person. That's like treating the symptoms and ignoring the disease. But you can't just sit back and do nothing. I mean... Doesn't the Bible say the Lord helps those who help themselves? No, it doesn't. Besides, I'm not talking about doing nothing. I'm just saying that the cause of the problems runs a lot deeper than a simple promise can reach, no matter how good your intentions are. So I was right when I said it was hopeless. No, there's hope, lots of it. You're just looking in the wrong place. You gotta look deep down on the inside, way down into your soul. That's where the changing has to start. That's why the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What that means is we have to let God renew our mind. He's got to change us on the inside before results start showing on the outside. I get the point. I guess it is pretty dumb to make promises about things you can't control, like your feelings. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And you know what? What? That's in the Bible, too. <laughs> it figures. Look, it says Connie is <laughs> well, dumb. Now, how about we go Olympians. back out there and tend to our You know, Marcy, <laughs> when I came to Odyssey, I couldn't wait to leave. I had my bus ticket and all my stuff was packed. But I don't know. I guess they got me curious. There's something different about these people. 
I haven't got it all figured out yet, but I'm kind of getting to like it. Can you believe that? Not that I agree with all the stuff they're into. All right. <laughs> okay. It's more Christian wet dream writing going on there. There's something different about them. I don't know what it is. And but it's I want it. Persuading it. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> also, she spends a lot of that letter like talking about how amazing wit is of like, he's so good with the kids and like he's a genius. If I'm Marcy and I get this letter, yeah. I'm thinking... I'm concerned. I gotta call Connie. I'm thinking... Cult leader, I'm th- I'm concerned. She needs to be around he's people like, like he's me. He's the again. perfect balance of nerd and hotshot. <laughs> Wait a minute, he, handsome in all the right places. Connie spends three pages describing him physically. She pretty much says like he's tall. He's really smart, but don't get me wrong, he's not a nerd. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Anything but a bookworm. This is weird. Um, yes. So rather than any sort of concrete, you know, changes in habits or working to be a better person, go for the much easier path, the smarter one. Like, God, do it. (laughs) Just let him do it. (laughs) The renewal of your mind. This is, Uh, I know, this was always the breakdown, even in, you know, what we were trying to do this stuff in our 20s of like, yeah, you just got to trust in the Lord. And what do you mean? Like dot, just, dot, dot. Well, yeah, it just <laughs> yeah. Stuff, it's like, like God renew your mind. And I think in practice, what that means is just absolutely conform your instincts into what is held to be paramount in scriptural wisdom, yes, rather, to be it. Mm-hmm. And, and godly wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, it's, it's real so different. weird because it, it, it takes you from maybe doing more active work of, you know, trying to be more patient, making promise to yourself, making a commitment, you know, to be better, which would be, I think anyone would agree that's a good thing, to a much more ambiguous passive thing where you just pray enough and then eventually God will change who you are and your entire instincts and will and behavior will just change not and that happened to practice. both of us. That happened to me and Carol. Yeah, but just through like ho- believing it and hoping it. And that is maddening. Like that is so much more crazy making than like taking concrete steps, you know, to like be a more patient person. And I think that like you could do those same things and like, you know, reskin it with whatever language you want with Christianity or mental health or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is this is maddening. The 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 path that he offers cat catty Connie. To oh, Caddy Connie of this just, episode. Yeah, to just like pray and then God will change you um, because you never know if it's happening or not, yeah. you know, or if you are, and this is something I would have totally accepted as like an acceptable answer, you know, back then of like, yeah, like just let God do it. But it, it gets in this very mystical space and then it, yeah, it makes you feel crazy of like, I don't know if I'm actually changing my will or if it's me using my will to then think what God is going to be doing. So ultimately it's not right anyway. Instead of like, let me think of good ways that I can be a better person, you know, and like put that into practice. Anyway, I'm repeating myself, but I know, but you hit on an interesting point, just how amorphous this stuff is. And it's like the silly illustration in this kids radio show. But I think that's what frustrated a lot of us for so long was you're saying these things and there's these different platitudes that the, the practical value of which have such a low ceiling of application in my life. Whereas something like, may, maybe not quite the same thing, but something like I'm, I am 
literally going to track myself and be mindful and notice things in my life to make myself more patient for the next four weeks feels a little more useful to me yeah. at this age than, I don't know, just, just trust just God like, and it's fine. Ask God about yes. it more. Of course. And I think it's And I think even, you could do both, you know, of and course. that could be positive. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, just what, the simple what, solution, yeah, of just like let God do it is makes you passive and crazy at the same time, you know, yeah. and something that you could work on. It's such a bummer. With the help of God or whatever you want to call it. I know? know. And it just makes me feel sad for like a generation, a couple generations, who just felt like they weren't getting it yes. because of the natural conclusion of this stuff, which is, wait, what do I do? Right. What, and you were just supposed to it? know. And if you didn't know, that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's such a bummer. And I think it, it it's almost... It's irrelevant to me, even that are people basically good or evil? I think everyone can fucking flip-flop about that, especially over the last two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I I tend towards like the more frou-frou, la-di-da, like I don't think people are basically evil, like by nature born, but that's how I feel today and tonight and right now, and I yeah. might feel different. About, but I think it's immaterial to the fact of what you're – zeroing in on very well which is just that the the language is not helpful and connie wants to do something that's practically helpful which like i don't know i'm gonna go to my room and pray and that's helpful for me and there's a way you could say like well he meditated and prayed upon things and he recentered himself in a way and he used god and the sure. christian god to do that and 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 that was valid but um yeah, it's a bummer to see those values kind of pitted against each other when mm -hmm. when in some ways they could work in They were in beautifully tandem in tandem. Yes. Together. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And and for what it's worth, my take is I don't think people are like necessarily good or evil, but I think everyone's natural inc inclination is self-preservation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing that all of us just want to survive. I know. I, and make a life. I keep going back that to that. results in good and bad behavior, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really when you get to the nut of it. That's kind of what's happening. Wait, we're going to get to the nut of it? All the way to the nut. Oh. Deep down. <laughs> that's really it, you know? And I think that, that pretty much aligns with whatever you see people doing, you know? Yeah. As they're they're trying to take care of themselves in whatever way they know how. Um. So, but either way, at some point, you're going to need to fix yourself for lack of a better phrase, you know, or like be better or find a way to work better in community with each other internationally or one-on-one. -on -one. And you have to figure out a way to do that. That isn't just passively waiting for God to fix it, you know, or make it better for you because then you just never know if you've arrived. So, all right, well, I'm giving this one one and a half out of five vanilla milkshakes that made Connie go berserk, man. Wow. I'm giving this probably, yeah, also maybe, uh, well, I'm giving an extra because Connie is a, the star of this episode, which mm -hmm. I loved. I'm giving this two out of five uh, self help books that Wit is laughing at at the bookstore. We're like burning for kindling <laughs> in his fire pit in the backyard. Gracious. For a man that loves knowledge. I, he used to work at an encyclopedia company. He lacks in wisdom on occasion. Man, he would love Wikipedia. If only he lived to see the day. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. He, he probably invented it. That'd be amazing. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> we're going to scroll down to the next page we see. 
John Avery Whitaker copyrighted? <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. He is working. E- oh, I had an idea. What? Oh, what's the idea? Okay. Promises, promises. Uh huh. Let's you and I make a promise for a week. And then oh, until the next, next time we episode, record. See if we've held up to it. Uh, like a good habit we want to have or something like that. A good habit. A Connie style promise. Did you have one in mind for yourself? Because you pitched this. So I perhaps know. you were. I was doing some quick thinking in the bathroom. And trying to think what it would be. Um, I promise not to tweet anything mean about a celebrity. <laughs> no. <laughs> for the next for the next week. For the next week. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay. I will. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something I'd like to do. This was your idea. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I thought we'd vamp on it for a little while longer. And I could oh, think yeah. about Ooh, it. I could uh, uh, tweet about a celebrity. <laughs> You came with yours so fast. Okay. I'm a topic on the Dwama subreddit. Oh, you are? (laughs) Really? Unfortunately, yes, that's true. Send me that link. Okay, my (laughs) promise is that I will get my homework done. I have homework to do. Oh, that's right, because you're in school. Before nightfall tomorrow. Ooh! Because it's due on Thursday. Just tomorrow. Morning. Okay. Just tomorrow. Okay. And maybe just generally to not procrastinate on things I would like to get done in the day. Great. Okay. No procrastination. No mean tweets. <laughs> I think we can do it. This is our promise. With so our we'll, promise? We'll follow up next promise. week to see if we made it. And also I used to have a list as a kid so it's not bad for so me So it's not that. appropriate. People won't get mad at you the way they you got mad, mad at me <laughs> six years ago when I did a list on a podcast and I got <laughs> mean notes about it and it's all fair. We'll see you next week on GCF Second Service when we do something different. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.